When's the last time you had a God moment? And where were you when it happened? Sometimes we get the idea that God moments need to be planned in some way. And that God moments need to happen in a certain place at a certain time in a certain way. There are some God moments that truly do happen in church like baptism. What a God moment. How powerful is that? The entry and fullness into the family of God. Communion is often a wonderful God moment that we share as individuals and couples and families and community. But there are God moments that are a little bit messier than the God moments we have in church. God moments that oftentimes cannot be predicted. God moments that take all kinds of amazing shapes and go in all kinds of amazing places. And sometimes we don't know we've had a God moment until many, many years later. Our scripture today from the Song of Songs describes God moments that maybe we wouldn't expect or anticipate. And as I was studying the Song of Songs, all eight chapters, I found myself drawn back to a moment that I forgot was a God moment. It was a moment that happened all the way back in the 60s when I was probably eight years old. It was a moment that was part of our family tradition and history every sun summer when we got together in Hamlin, Texas, about 45 miles north of Hamlin, of Abilene. One of the things that always happened when our family got together in Hamlin was there was one special night where they brought out just stacks of chilled, delicious, fresh watermelon. Along with the watermelon, it was another family tradition. We all put on swimsuits. We put on swimsuits because we knew this was going to be one of those times when we as a family were really going to celebrate. We would put on our swimsuits and then the watermelons would break open and we would literally dig right in. My cousins and I, we would take pieces of this watermelon and we'd feed it to each other, we'd rub it on each other. We literally delighted in the fullness and in the joy of this fresh watermelon. Before it was all said and done, we literally had watermelon dripping off our elbows and down our chins. Then after the swimsuits came out and the watermelon came out, you know what was next. Out came the water hoses. And the ants would spray us all back down to get the, all the sticky off of our arms. And then we'd have some more watermelon and do it all over again. And before it was said and done, we were dancing and playing and having this amazing time, bonding and connecting as brothers and sisters and siblings and aunts and uncles and cousins right out there in the West Texas heat. It wasn't until later that I discovered this is who God is. This is what God is like. God is that one who we've been waiting for all along who comes to us and says, here, have some of this. Taste some of this. And don't hold back. Go ahead and dig in all the way. Go ahead and have some fun, rejoice, and celebrate, and live. Are you home? Can you come out and play? Oh, all day I've been thinking of you. And I have an idea. Why don't we go play tag for a while? You're it. Hide and seek. Let's climb a tree and see what's up there. Wow. 
The world looks different from here. I love it up here. Huh. God. God moments. God moments happen when we just stop long enough to look and listen and taste and touch. And you know it's wonderful when you sink your teeth into some delicious watermelon and the juice runs down your chin and down your arms. And you know you're really eating something when that happens. The Song of Songs is one of the most delicious and luscious books in all of Scripture. And in fact, God is not directly mentioned in the Song of Songs. And yet the love of God is implied all throughout. It's a short book, so I'd invite you later today to spend some time reading the Song of Songs, ideally with someone you love. Look at all the images and the beauty that comes through. It's God's beauty and God's love. Today we just have a few short sections to look at, a short scripture. But if you look at the scripture today, what you'll see is this is a love song. A love song between two people who love each other so much they can't wait to see each other. It's a love that's anticipating. It's a love they can't wait for. But it's also a love of God. It's a love song. It can't be missed. So what's the love song saying to us today? What kind of love song is it? There are all kinds of love songs. There's the love songs that make us want to get up and dance. And then there's the love songs that make us just want to sit for a while and kind of gaze across the table to our beloved. Which kind of love song is this? If you look at the scripture, you'll see that first of all, this wonderful, delicious scripture is a love song that invites us, first of all, to listen. That opening line, the voice of my beloved. I hear you. I, I hear you coming. Is it really you? Could that be you? Yes, you, the one I've been waiting for. Oh, listening, it's the first step to falling in love. Listening. It, it, it's something that is in such short supply in so many of our lives. We are surrounded by so much noise. There's lots of beeping and buzzing and drilling and banging going on around us. But if we listen, there's also a wooing and a cooing and a whispering. When we get quiet enough, we will hear love coming. We'll hear the sounds of love and we'll know that love is real. This beautiful song written by a wonderful poet invites us, no matter how noisy our lives are, to get quiet and to hear the voice of the beloved. If you're with someone today who you love, take a moment right now. Let's just be quiet for a moment and see if we can hear love in this place. Whether you're with your beloved or one that's seeking love. Do you hear the heartbeat of someone nearby? I just heard the murmur of a baby. What a beautiful sound of love that is. New love. Love that's been given birth. Listen. When's the last time you really felt heard? When's the last time you really felt that someone cared enough to take time to hear the whole story? How do we express our feelings? 
most relationships die because of a lack of communication going both ways. And so the scripture today says, listen, hear the voice from far away. Hear the voice between the lines. Hear the voice that comes from the inside, the voice of my beloved. A love song invites us to listen. Today's scripture is also a love song that invites us to move. Verse 8 continues, look, my beloved comes leaping upon the mountains, bounding over the hills. My beloved is like a swift gazelle or a young deer. Look, there my beloved stands behind our wall, gazing in at the windows, looking through the lattice. This is a love that can't wait to get there. This is a love that's on the move. This is a love that calls for energy and life and enthusiasm. And this is the kind of God we have, a God who cannot wait to get into our presence, a God who comes leaping, a God who is like that gazelle and that deer, a God of delight, a frothy God, a moving God, a vivacious God, a God who calls us from the stillness of the quiet where we listen to the movement and the energy of splashing around in life, getting out in the sun and dancing, feeling the breeze and knowing that that's God kissing us, God loving us, God enfolding us and wrapping us in care. Oh, we need one who comes to us. We need someone who can't wait for us to get home. We need someone who values us just as we are. That's like a prayer, really. Just like we oftentimes try to confine God moments only to church, we do the same thing with prayer. And this is one of those scriptures where all kinds of juice is just coming out everywhere. This is a scripture that's overflowing with energy. It's happening everywhere. And prayer's like that. One of the invitations here is to see that this love song is calling us to pray, maybe in ways we've never prayed before. Maybe it's calling us to add to our understanding of prayer. Maybe prayer is as simple as looking out and seeing a prayer happening right before our eyes. Maybe something as simple as a bird bathing itself. Flora Slauson Wooler has this wonderful, wonderful reading that describes how prayer can take all kinds of delightful forms. And Reverend Janice is going to lead it right here from the body. I saw through the window a small bird splashing in the rain-filled gutter of the front porch. Its little body ecstatically cleansed itself as it flapped its wings and ruffled its dusty feathers. The moment was one of those tiny Sabbaths which are scattered throughout our days. Almost without thinking about it, I moved to the basin and began to wash my face and hands. Suddenly and eagerly, my body claimed this act of washing as a cleansing and release from the task and the problems of my day. Is my body really teaching me to pray? It was an exciting thought. I have learned with difficulty to pray for my body But letting my body take the lead and show me new ways of praying was a sudden new possibility. Are there deep and beautiful ways of encountering God's nearness that we have not experienced simply because we have not allowed our bodies to be full spiritual partners 
I began to observe my body in some of its most natural and spontaneous acts. The simple yet satisfying yawning and stretching when I awake can be an act of prayer. All the five senses can become ways of profound receiving and giving. Touching a tree, taking a walk, lying on the grass, dancing, eating, stretching, playing with clay, yes, can be a prayer. Prayer is easier than we think. Prayer was always meant to be a part of our everyday lives, part of our bodies, part of our actions. We talk sometimes about having prayer partners. Well, your body wants to be your prayer partner. Your body is an entry and a window into who God is. God gives us the gift of the senses, and each sense can become a form of prayer. Oh, yes, taste and know that God is good. Feel the foundation on which we stand. Hear the sound of God's presence, God's spirit moving and breathing. See all that God holds. See and know. Even in this place, there is more to see than what we might first imagine. It seems like it could be a confined place with relatively few windows. And yet in this room, there are shadows and there are illuminations. It's all here. God coming through. Take a deep breath and smell. We smell each other. We are good. We are God's beautiful people. The mixture of colognes and scent and coffee. All that we carry with us into this place. It is all an entry into this prayer that God invites us to. Let's pray for a moment. Are you comfortable right now? Why don't you shift a little bit? Just shift a little bit. Stretch a little bit. Feel your muscles. Feel the warmth in your hands. Begin to feel that tingle. Want some more energy? Then put your hands together for a moment and gently begin to move them. Now move them faster. Faster. Oh, that is the sound of God and energy and life. Now stop and feel your hand. We're praying now. That's prayer. That's life. That's energy. Oh, our scripture today is a love song. A love song that invites us to listen. A love song that invites us to move. And a love song that also invites us to arise. If you look at the scripture, it says, My beloved speaks and says to me, Arise, my love, my fair one, and come away. For now the winter is past, the rain is over and gone, the flowers appear on the earth. The time of singing has come, and the voice of the turtle dove is heard in our land. It's at this moment that this song speaks a love song for those who, for whatever reason, are in a winter season when it comes to love. Sometimes, for whatever reason, we find ourselves frozen. 
We, we want to love. We want to meet someone. We want to have a life that's full. And it seems like for whatever reason, we are left alone. And we find ourselves in that place of longing and desire, wondering when she'll come, wondering when he'll come, wondering when we'll feel alive again, wondering when the world will come back to color. Our scripture says the rain is over and gone. And for some in this room, I know it seems like it's been ringing and raining a long, long time. When is the drizzle going to stop? When is the gray going to end? Winter. When someone we love passes, we immediately find ourselves in winter, feeling cold, alone. We desperately long for what seems so far away. And yet that love song, it's still there. We don't know when our love will come, but the promise of the poet is that the winter will pass and the rain will be over and gone. And once again, flowers will appear on the earth and the time of singing and rejoicing will come and we will hear the voice of the turtle dove in the land. Oh, God sings that love song all alone. And sometimes it seems like God is not enough. It may feel that way. It's a normal feeling. And the scripture acknowledges that. And yet there comes a time when we discover the enoughness, when God answers our prayers in ways that we don't expect, and we see that first flower again, and we feel the chill beginning to thaw. If you're in that place today, know that this is a scripture of hope. It says, be patient, persevere, hold on. The love song is there for you too. Just don't stop listening. Stay open. God loves us. God invites us to this fullness. God invites us and says, Arise, my love, my fair one, and come away. Come away with me to a place that will fill you beyond your imagining. Now that you've stretched today, do a few of you now realize you need a massage? (laughs) I could use one about now, but... uh, Oftentimes, a massage itself can become a form of prayer. And as we've heard this love song today, now it's time for a massage. Face down, I am surrendered. He comforts me with blankets, then with both hands compresses my torso like a bellows, telling the lungs, let out the old air, welcome fresh, it's deeper health. His touch turns multiple as he circles, assuring each body part, his full attention, his plan to teach each one about mercy and what restoration feels like. Then the deep work begins, strong and fluid as water. I melt as I am being mended. Face down, I'm blind and he's invisible. I sense him bending and moving silently around me as I lie on the soft altar. Now and then through the face cradle, I see a flash of feet as he anoints me, length and limb. I want to tell him not only feet, also hands, head, and heart. Trust gives me the freedom to let go and to let my body listen without speaking. 
to know I am at ease and safe with him. The foot bones, muscles, shoulder tendons, they recognize his fingers. He tells me that my dogwood flower tattoo is to his liking. He knows my body better than I do myself. He knows the neck knots and the joints where pain has made itself at home and built a citadel which he demolishes. And when he's done, he tells me, take your time in quiet before you move. And water is good. Lots of water. Drink deep. Oh, yes. We love God as spirits and souls, but we love God as bodies. And God loves us spirit and soul. And God loves us in body. Prayer, it's not as difficult as we make it out to be. God moments, they happen more often than we expect. And in fact, the invitation of Scripture today is to have a God moment as soon as you can. Find a peach today and bite into it and let the juice run down your chin. Or go and find the most beautiful rose, a symbol of love. Hold it up to the light. Look at it from different angles. Smell it. Oh, smell and know that God is good. Doesn't that smell good today? And then begin to share the rose. Make your experience of the rose a prayer, a gift. Oh, feel the texture. See the beauty. The amazing thing about roses is as you continue to peel them away, they don't lose their beauty. It's not like you're losing anything. It's like you're sharing something. Something that's been there to share all along. Of course you can have a rose. That's the kind of question that God loves. Can I have a rose? Of course, God says. Why? Because I created you to love roses. I mean, that's why you're here. Yes, for me to receive your glory, God says, but you're also here that I might share my glory with you. So touch it. Know it. Share it. Hold it up. Experience it. It's real. A God you can touch. God who's heard your prayers, a God who knows your heart. And as you peel away, you start to get to that deepest place. You start to get to the center, and you know that there's more there, all that you need. Oh, you're beautiful. You are so beautiful. It's a love story. It's a love story. A love story of the God who calls us and holds us and keeps us. The God who invites us to live fully. God, we thank you. Because you hold us and touch us. You listen and you care. And you sing your love songs to us. And you invite us to the dance. You invite us to listen. And you remind us 
that winter becomes summer and spring, and you remind us that the chill will thaw, and we will be more alive than we ever thought possible. Your love all around, abundant, full, embodied. Amen and amen.